This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dynamic banter. Mike and Steve are going to do bits and have some fun. Dynamic banter. Honking horns and ringing bells and making good. Dynamic banter. Don't forget the history rose. Welcome to Dynamic Banter. You know the drill. It's a fucking show where me and my good friend Mike Falzone, comedian, actor, creator, entrepreneur, <laughs> we we sit down and we talk about whatever the fuck comes to our brains and our minds. And it's a little bonkers, but every time we have fun and we laugh and we enjoy each other's company and that's what it's all about. Mike, how are you, buddy? Good, man. You know, I came out to L.A. to be an actor. <laughs> and that is really starting to pick up and take off in 2020. And I right. just want that to, to keep going because right. I'm an actor at heart and I forever will be an actor. <laughs> Speaking of actors, first of all, happy new year's Eve dog. Happy Christmas. It's happy not new just year's a run of the mill everyday show. No, this is new year's Eve. No. Okay. No. At midnight tonight, everything changes and so we can go outside and we can <laughs> fucking butt fuck our roommates or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you do. There's so many, you have to wear a mask while you're kissing strangers at the grocery store. And at the stroke of midnight tonight, everyone's pumpkin turns into a larger pumpkin and we can go out there and get vaccinated under our tongues. Or you can sprinkle it in our dip and dots or whatever the fuck. I don't know the science behind it, but I know that everything changes at the stroke of midnight tonight. You're right. And I will say this, and this is something I don't hear very many people say, and I'm not trying to toot my own here, but I will say, <laughs> When you see the pumpkin, <laughs> when you see the pumpkins, don't don't worry if some people's pumpkins are bigger. You know, don't worry. Like it's not the size of the pumpkin. You know, it's about no, what's inside. It's the motion it. of the pumpkin and the motion. Oh of it. yes, and also what's inside. Yes. Both of those. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look at the motion of the pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to uh, talk so about. So by the time people are hearing this, oh oh yeah, what yeah. what. Well, I just want to say that I want to talk about New Year's stuff and and make comments about the all the things you just said about a quarantine New Year's. Um, but but I think we have some we have some business to attend to up top. Yes, that's true. That's why I'm in this jacket. <laughs> Your Honor, we're we're doing the first ever like uh like defend yourself have we ever let people defend themselves you know what it's not i was thinking about it and it's not really that it, to me it just goes along with yeah we have a podcast called dynamic banter so last week i told you about the adventures of my good young friend nicholas who sometimes plays Fortnite with us and does questionable behavior <laughs> maybe to no one else but to me and that's enough because i live inside of me and this is the world that i have to live in yeah so he obviously we played Fortnite after that because we're friends and what yes. we say on a podcast doesn't really affect that too too much but he had some choice words for me and he said i misrepresented him during the podcast and i just want to give him a chance to say whatever he wants to say because he said you said all these things and i wasn't there to defend myself mm -hmm. so i would love to hear his side of the story and then no sides ever again <laughs> gonna get nicholas on facetime here can you hear that at all yes is that the american gladiators music yeah <laughs> 
Hi, Nick. You're so close. You're so close. I'm the only person who could see. <laughs> see, can you hear him okay? Yes, I can hear him. And I just want to say, Mike has FaceTime called Nicholas Hamilton and is holding the phone right up to his mouth. So then, <laughs> there he is. Hi, Nicholas. There's the camera. Steve says hi. Steve, I like Steve's haircut. Uh, your haircut. And oh, I realize thank you. This From a gay a, man, so that means Steve, a lot. Steve, you won't be able to hear Nick, and Nick, you won't be able to hear Steve. Well, I can hear Nick, but he can't hear me. Oh, he could hear you, but yeah. I God, I hate, I hate this conversation. Well, Mike, Mike has <laughs> never happening? done the phone so, call thing, so it's a lot to I know, handle. I know. Yeah, it's bad. I'll take it from here. Nick, yeah, okay. can you see me? Yeah, I can <laughs> Here is what, here's how I teed, we're at the beginning of the episode, here's how I teed it up for everyone. Last week I came on the podcast and I said, here are several things that Nick did during Fortnite hey. to annoy me. And you said, next time we played Fortnite, that, that you were, it's so fun to hear your friends talk about you when you're not there to defend yourself. And I said, hey, I'm the, I'm the kind of person that wants everyone to say whatever they want to say, especially if it has anything to do with me. If you feel the need to defend yourself, I want you to be able to defend yourself. And I want to stay friends after this, but there's no guarantee that that'll <laughs> But I never wanted you to feel like, you know how I am, man. And so if there's things that you want to say, you told me that you were going to take notes. I want you to say everything that you want to say. So we're at an even, so we're on even ground. Oh, I didn't take notes. I should have. Okay. Uh, I don't care that much. Um, uh, well, I mean, where to start? <laughs> I mean, this is where the notes would have come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. uh, um, no, I mean, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I knew that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm over it. I, I don't hold grudges. Uh, you're, you're bad people, but it's fine. So what? how I remember it is there were two main issues that I had and feel free to, you can say whatever you want on either of these issues. One is a little thing we like to call backseat playing. Is that what we call it? That's what we call it. That's that. when, that's when somebody is observing one member playing and making a comment on everything they do, which is funny to a certain extent. And it's and about timing. There's it's all a about timing. Threshold. Hold on. Steve is saying something. It's all about timing when it comes to backseat driving and knowing when to stop and feeling the reading the room. It's really important to yes. read the room. The more you say, the more I have to relay to Nicholas. So let's yeah. not forget. How That's that it. Works. That was the period. St Steve said it's a it's a timing thing. And I'm sorry I keep changing. <laughs> That's it. Yes. <laughs> and you got to read the room. I know. This is terrifying. So do you have do you have anything to say about that part? You came into the room yeah, and you were I saying guess, something. Go ahead. Playing games with uh, professional comedians and trying to have comedic timing, sometimes you fuck it up. And that's really what I th probably did. But that's okay. I was trying to... Yeah, and I think that's fine. I, and I apologize. As soon as I realized it was annoying by you guys saying that on this podcast when I wasn't here, uh, I, uh, I apologized over text uh, that I was being annoying. And I think that's it. Yeah, but you also I realize... Be, I try to be so funny when I'm playing games with you guys because you guys are so uh, much uh, comedians and have doubled the age on me, at least. And um, it's nice to, to try and learn comedy from you boys. Well, I'm going to tell you two things right now. Everyone on God's green earth is funnier when they're not trying to be. 
I think you're very smart. I think you have very good comedic timing. And I think the more hey. everyone, I tell this to Zoe all the time, get a little bit closer. <laughs> Is he crying? When people aren't, you could always tell, I don't know, people with like natural, you have a great personality. So the less you try, the funnier you will be. And again, I'm not hey. the tippity time. I'm not fucking, you know, Arnold Seinfeld over here. Who am I? You know what I mean? Tom Arnold Seinfeld. And the other thing that I know, you are a musician, Nick. You have a single out or coming out very soon? Coming out next week, this time next week. Coming Thank you, out. Michael. And it's, com it's coming out this time next week. Yes, these, that's this a long is kind of what plug. I'm talking about. Tell I'll take it from here. Push through the plug. And it's called, <laughs> it's called A Different Year. And everyone should listen to it. And then you said, with your musician sensibilities, that you knew of a cover song that you <laughs> liked better than an original song. Mm -hmm. And this is where I could stick up for myself. I Here think. you go. This is what I want. Um, when, firstly, the one thing, because I listened, I don't know why I did, but I listened to the podcast last week twice. <laughs> <laughs> to really know what was being said Just to make me. sure. And um, one thing that Steve said really rubbed me the wrong way. He said I came in hot. And we were talking about uh, kind of naughty songs and, and, and creep and all that. And I said, with my best intentions and opinion, that there's, a, there's this cover that I, um, uh, that I think, with my sensibilities, with my young boy sensibilities, is better than the original. With those words, those words were incorrect. I meant, like you said, I liked it better. Which is completely and totally acceptable. So this is our argument. This is the nicest argument I've ever had with anyone. I went to sleep. I went to sleep last night at three a.m. I was, I was like, oh, sweating about. Oh fuck, Mike's gonna call me. I think. And I was like, oh, I was really like taking notes in my head. And then I, then I, I woke up this morning and I got on this call. I was like, I'm gonna yell at Mike. And now I'm here and I'm scared of Mike. No, here's, I guess here's the final thing that you and everybody else need to understand. Unless you've done something terrible to me, there's no reason for anyone to be nervous or scared at any point. If I joke with you in a getting roasty fashion, that means I like you. And it's always nothing after it's done. It's like the joke is the conversation. And then when the conversation's done, it's over. If I really didn't like you or had a problem with you, I just would never talk to you. Talk to all the people yeah, I never talked to in my life. That's what happened. You know what I mean? So I give it to you, you give it back to me, and then it's done and it's over. And that's it. It's been. Let me finish it with one point. Okay. I. People of this. That's his time. This Cut him off. Know that I've been a fan of this podcast for a very, very long time. I'm a. I'm a DB stan, as it will. Um, and <laughs> I, um, I respect you boys more than you guys know. I don't really say that enough. Uh, I respect you as uh, comedy people, as um, just kind of adult human beings that I look up to. Genuinely, these last few months that I've been playing games with you guys, I don't really, especially now because uh, relationships have gone away recently, I don't really have many domestic friends. Yeah. And you guys are my only ones of those. So I'd like to maintain that. Oh, absolutely. And you've got that. The, I guess the thing that you need to understand, and this is the part of us that doesn't know each other that well, but will as the years go on, 
this is what being friends with me is like. Right. Being friends with Steve is what being friends with Steve is like. And you get all these friends from all different walks of life and they all have different personalities and they bring something different to the table. Can't have one friend a bunch of different times. You know what I mean? So it's like eventually you're yourself to someone forever and then you both decide whether or not you want to keep that going. Sure. And I love you very much and I think that you're a good boy. I think you're very talented and I think that will continue regardless of whether we're friends or not. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, well, let me leave the audience with this one thing. Hang up on uh, it. A different year comes out uh, next week. Uh, my, my, I've got Spotify and Apple Music, and I'm on. I think I'm on Amazon. And like all of the, th if you want to listen to, I'm, you know. And there he yeah. goes. Um, all right, Nick. Thank I you so much for joining. I love. I love. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how roughly every 10th conversation that I've ever had goes from about eighth grade <laughs> to this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I had a lot to say during that, but it is really between you guys more than anything. You but could, You could call him if you want. <laughs> I was going to call him while you were talking to him, but it was just, I, you know, I, there's times to like interject and make it funny, but I think Nick, it was really like, you know, we're new friends with Nick. Nick is like a new recruit into our like group. And uh -huh. it just, you know, you got, there's a little bit of hazing and there's a little bit of time where we all oh. see where our limits are with each other. And we're all comedians and we all make jokes out of any type of situation because that's where we default. Cause it's a defense mechanism and whatever you want to call it. But I just think that it takes a while to learn the intricacies of each other's kind of like limits and, um, uh -huh. you know, and when you're someone who ha basically when you hear dynamic banter from an outside perspective, Mike and I are talking to each other in like 98.9% of in the actual way we talk to each other. There's an awareness that we are recording. There's an awareness that this will be on the Internet forever and uh yeah. could haunt kind us <laughs> and and that's the there's only... kind of an awareness of that part <laughs> but there's like a there's an awareness in a sense that at this point it's subconscious for us because we've done it for so long we've made so mm -hmm. many mistakes where we said shit where like after the show and this is years ago where we've been like fuck maybe we should take that <laughs> out <laughs> but i think that for yeah, years because... and years and years of dealing with that we've gotten to a point where it's subconscious that when we hit record on the thing you know and as long as you give someone a heads up that you're recording the conversation there's an awareness a subconscious awareness that we're recording a piece of history regardless of how received it is um of our character and mike and i are actually talking to each other in the way that we really talk to each other but with that tiny subconscious filter of the world will also be listening to this um and you know and when when we're not recording shit that thing is gone and we just say whatever the fuck we want to each other and we're safe yeah. and we know that we love each other and that's what makes our relationship strong and unique because we're not we don't have that kind of thing to get comfortable with anymore and so nick um you know when nick hears the show and when anybody hears the show, because Nick is a fan of the show, and I appreciate that, and he's a sweet boy, 
Um, Which he, also is a weird dynamic because mm-hmm. it's like you mm-hmm. learn about us at your own pace mm-hmm. and I know about me and you know about you and we know about each other through mm-hmm. just our experience. Mm-hmm. So it's that it's that little the, the bottom line is like we're going to be especially we're just going to be unapologetically who we are. Yes, no times. matter what. Yeah. Because we've uh, earned that. I think we've earned that. And we've earned, you know, we, you know, even in the hierarchy of like the subconscious hierarchy of the friend group we have or whatever, whether that's based on age or, you know, whatever profession or whatever, it allows us the opportunity to be like, okay, we're going to be real and we're not going to be careful about what we say because we, we've gotten to that point. We're like, we're, we're the guy on the lawn that's like, I'm going to say this thing. And then the kids go like, whoa, I can't believe he said that thing. And then the other kid goes like, but he's old. So he can say that. (laughs) There's a spot before elderly guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going from like, I'm 25 or 20 in Nick's case to like 85. Right, right, right. But there's a spot (laughs) in the middle where you've done all this work on yourself and you've lived, you know, 30 plus years of your life where you're just like, this is who I am right now. Yeah. I've worked real hard to get here emotionally. And uh, so I'm just going to talk like I talk and then let everyone else decide if you, if they want to be a part of it or not. And that's when I think like, you know, the days of the, uh, and this is obviously way bigger conversation than it even needs to be. Everyone loves each other. But I think it's important, an important conversation. Yeah. 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 I just want to say, I think the days of, the person who you are on the internet and being this, like, I guess, depending on what you do, but this like Disney character version of yourself is, uh, I think those days are gone. And I think authenticity is rewarded a lot more because people see so much, you know, you could watch scripted TV if you want something put on, but I think people watch, I mean, maybe Twitch is a bad example because some people are being themselves and then some people are just being that like, amped up energy drink mm-hmm. version of themselves mm-hmm. for hours on end. Mm-hmm. But it's like you get to a certain age. When I was Nick's age, I didn't know who the fuck I was. You know, I think Nick Agreed. has a lot better a handle on himself at his age. That, and this is, again, talking about him when he's not here. Fuck you, Nick. I think <laughs> he has a way better handle on himself at 20 than I did. Yeah. And uh, and I would, you know, I, I would... I was just completely different person at, at 20 and it's well, weird yeah, when you're 36 yeah. to like all of a sudden, you know, you're joking around with your other friends who you've grown up with and, and grown together with, right. With the same way you're joking with this person who's like just coming into his twenties and like finding himself, you know? Right. And all this is to say, like, this is not that serious at all. It's now just no, interesting no. to look at the at the dynamic between people. And that's what we do here on Dynamic Di- Between what was the People. Name? Dynamic banter. Dynamic between <laughs> two folks. <laughs> Dynamics between friends. Dude, like I think there's also kind of like a skill and a, um an it requires a lot of work to um navigate friendships and especially when you're like playing something as casual as like a video game and you're just like it's almost like imagine being on the phone with someone for like upwards to two hours three hours 
and you're just doing some monotonous thing while you do that. So everybody's just talking, and it's just all kind of like free form, how you feeling, jerk off. Sometimes it's like, I'm trying to be funny and make everybody laugh. Sometimes it's like, I'm on mute, and I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just playing the game and listening. And it, yeah. it's a lot of work to navigate kind of like, the best way to respond to everybody's sensitivities and comfort levels and things like that. And Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Can I you're say one thing to add to that. Oh, sure, quick? sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And then you factor in it being like 2020 and right. us being in a pandemic <laughs> and like right. everyone is always, you know, like this and you yes. never know what part of the wave everybody's on. Yeah. So yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? And well, I feel like you're the kind of guy that like, cause for me, like it's a full-time job trying to maintain the the like you want people to like you you want your friends to like you but you also want to be real and you want to be honest and you want to be open but a lot of times those two things are like at odds with each other because being open and honest and real can create situations where it seems like you're being like a bully or you're being mean or you're saying things that someone doesn't want to hear but in reality it's like it's kind of it's kind of like both are both both kinds of of personalities are necessary like you it's always important to have friends that are real and say shit and don't hold back and it's also important to have the friends that are like working overtime to navigate your sensitivities and and work and working really hard to be like I need to make sure I'm not going to say something that upsets you. And I think that for you Mike, you've been through being in bands and touring with all sorts of f motherfuckers and and growing up on the East Coast in tougher places and where people were treating you a little bit rougher and tougher. And so you develop this like callous and this kind of like way of communicating with people where it's like, I'm not going to work overtime to make sure I'm not hurting you. Like I, I'm, I'm never meaning to hurt you and your job is not to, and you don't want to hurt anybody, but you also don't want to like spend your precious lifetime making sure that you're navigating everybody's precious wants and needs. Dude, you know what that is? It's like you get to the point and this is like, regardless of where I grew up or who I grew up around, it's like you go through your whole life and hopefully you work really hard to be a good person. Yes. And then as soon as you know, and, and you're not kidding yourself and you really truly in your heart believe that I'm, you know, I'm a good person. There's two things at play. It's like, I'm going to be, like I said before, I'm going to be myself regardless of who you are. And I think you've seen that with like all different kinds of friends that you brought into the circle. I'm just myself at all times. Right. And it's yeah, like oh, up yeah. to you whether you want to put up with that or interact with that or be friends or enemies with that. And that's on you mm -hmm. because I know who I am. Right. You know what I mean? And right. then it's like the comedian part of me, the skill that I value so much as somebody who like, you know, studied interpersonal communication for a while, which I thought was fascinating. And then the stand up comedian part is the ability to like read the room. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason why you bomb for the first like three years before you get to like the seven, eight, nine, ten mark where you could like switch courses like this in order to kind of make sure the most amount of people are having a good time. Like if right. I can tell that somebody who's less familiar with me is at a different part on their wavelength, 
I don't want anything to do with poking the bear in that situation because I don't right. want anyone to feel really let down, which is another reason I called Nick. Like if you're feeling at all really let down by someone like me, who's a good person, just a little bit rough around the edges sometimes and likes to give it and receive it. I'm going to let you say whatever you want to say to get all your shit out. And we're going to talk it out. And that was a perfect example. If I want to keep a relationship with you, we're going to talk it out. If I don't care, because there's not enough hours in the day to do that with everyone. I'm just not, we don't and, have anything to do with it. Yeah. Things. And that's the important that's part the to distinguish because you're, you, that's a respect thing. Like you respect Nick yeah, so, yeah. so much that you'll, you'll go out of your way on your show to go like, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about this and I'm going to talk to you like an adult, but I'm still a comedian and I'm still Mike Falzone. So I'm going to have fun with it. But it's like, you respect him enough to put in the effort to make sure that he's heard and to make sure you guys yeah. talk it out. And that's a thing that's so beautiful about you, Mike, is that like anytime you and I have ever had some kind of disagreement or anger at each other or whatever, like the way I deal with it, which is like 90% of how all our friends deal with it and people we know deal with it is you just kind of go like, you know what? That situation sucked. My friend made me feel bad, but I'm going to internalize it and I'm going to take, deal with it on my own because it's not worth the big argument and it's not worth going on and on and on and upsetting my friend more and making this bigger than it needs to be. But in reality, a lot of times that's not the right way to handle that. And Mike has just gone past that and realized that sure you can internalize a lot of things. And I know you internalize a lot of things, Mike. And I, I, I know for knowing you so long, I know that you will oftentimes decide that it's not worth pushing something to a degree of making things uncomfortable or making the situation suck or making people upset. But no one wants that. No one wants that. But if you're feeling like you need to defend yourself or if you're feeling that like your feelings just come out and like a lot of people's feelings stay the fuck in. And I think it's really hard to get used to that. But once you get used to it, you're like, Oh motherfucker, that's the way we should be doing it. Like we need to confront these things right away and maybe give people a little time, but you're yeah. the one that fucking calls them up. Dude, you call me up when you have a problem with me or when you feel like I had a problem with you and you straight up just go like, so what's up? Like, do you want, let's talk about this. And it's like, beautiful, beautiful. That's a time thing. Yeah. That's like, I don't want to get stupid and, and heavy and emotional on the fucking New Year's Eve. Let it out, baby. This show. <laughs> but that's like a coming from the hospital thing. That's totally. like seeing how short life is and wanting the people in my life to that i want to keep a relationship with i'll come at you when it's uncomfortable to shorten the amount of time everyone's upset either we're too upset or we're not going to be friends or we or we deal with the shit. yeah that's it yeah and i also dude since you said so many nice things about me and i appreciate that so much i'm gonna say nice things about you oh, and okay. that is that i'll also say a, a not good thing about me so it's not unrealistic <laughs> Well, you but it, sometimes it sucks. Work, like, yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. You work. At <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was your sound. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I hold back a cry. Um, so 
one of your great things is that you kind of work overtime to make everyone feel comfortable, whether it's wasted energy or not. Right. There, there's something about you that, you know, you're like the, everyone's going to have a good time no matter what, even sometimes at a detriment to <laughs> yeah. yourself. Person. And it goes and too far sometimes. Dude, to be like a social blanket like that is a very, it's a very beautiful um, Thank you, thing. Thank you, man. Uh, when it's when it's on point and everyone is worthy of that kind of attention one of the th i'll say this this is a fault of mine you know how on a job application that oh yeah I mean, you haven't seen in a long time <laughs> they'll be like list some of your fault or on a job interview they'll like list some of your faults yeah sometimes socially at the point in my life i am right now as a person who worked through a lot of like insecurity and uh um like not self-hatred, but like insecurity and like imposter syndrome and never mm. feeling that I'm good enough. Dude, I got over a lot of my imposter syndrome, maybe 90% of it the past like two or three years, you know, and I'm in my thirties. Yeah, and dude. sometimes when I recognize things that I worked really hard, when it was painful for me to get through something, when I recognize that in other people, I'm like, I don't have the energy to deal with you in transition all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I do have that energy and I'm like, dude, I recognize that in you, whatever you're doing as like something that I struggled with. Totally. So I'll give you the extra time to, you know, I'll give people what they need if I have the energy to do that. And yeah. if I don't have the energy to do that, sometimes I'm like, dude, I know what you're going through. I went over that. I can't help you get over that. So let me know when you're over that type of thing. Yeah. You know, and it's very honest and it's upfront, but that's not, people don't want that all the time. And no. I think that's a fault that I have. I need to be so completely over everything that I've gotten through because it's over and I need to um, do whatever I have to do, meditate or fucking jog the only two things I can think of right now <laughs> to have to fill up my progress bar. Yeah. Or shield splunk. If you <laughs> splush and I need to have as much of that as possible at all times to deal with whatever everybody else has going on. Yeah. And it comes down to like just recognizing that. And this is such a simple thing that I don't think many people really visualize like actually in their heads, but every single person you meet, has a story right like whether it's boring or exciting and everybody's been through what like you just have to assume that the person you're talking to has been through everything you've been through and maybe more you know and and just well, i think it's it's safer to just say i have no idea what that person's going through right right right, right. and i have no idea where on the wave they right, are right and you should have enough like uh you know how on live radio they have that pause button? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the delay. The delay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you need to have a little bit of the delay. I'm talking to me now. I need to have a little bit of a delay every time I get upset because it feels real good to just be like, this is the thing that you could do with people who understand you completely. Yeah. Is I can come at you zero filter at all times because you understand the way I am. Yes. But with somebody who either we've only been friends with for a year or you just meet, it's like you have to have that extra second and be like, 
Yes. I want this or I don't want this. This is how I'm going to deal with it or I'm going to let it lay. But it's or... also like if you want to hang, you got to get used to that real quickly, you know, and it's like. Yeah. And it's not like a terrible thing. It's not like you're being forced to do something you don't want to do in order to maintain friendships or whatever. It's like, no, you just have to realize that every individual person has a story, has struggles, has whatever, and they all handle things in different ways. And you just have to like listen and adapt. And if, and if you don't want to listen and adapt, and if it's like, a detriment to you, then you don't have to be friends with that person or you don't have to hang out in that way. Or as often as you do, you can even yeah. like, you know, take a week off or something and then come back and be like, Hey, I miss you. You know, let's fucking play candy crush on zoom or some shit. And you yeah. know, there's ways of making <laughs> these relationships work really well. On Facebook during this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there's just ways to make these weird social relationships work and it's difficult when you're dealing with like people whose jobs are to be funny and people's whose like constant state of mind is to be creating and being creative and not losing that and so you're just gonna get the gamut of like all the weird fucking like neuroses and neurotic shit and you have to you have to then think to yourself is that how I want to spend my time is that the group of people I want to spend my time with? Is it healthy for me? And if it's not, then that's okay. And if it is, then trust me, you will learn so many valuable things that took us years and years and years and years to and even still, sort of per- done. Yeah, and we're Dude, not, not done. done at all. Right. No. I remember having a conversation, I won't say his name, but with a comedian that I really, really, really admire. I was talking to him at the beginning of this year or or, uh, a couple months into quarantine about falling outs I had with like other comedians and for, you know, for various reasons. And even, even last year or the year before going back to 2018, talking to the same person about like club drama or whatever, he's like, you go, you can't, spend any of this energy that we're talking about that you use to make your relationships better on shit that like doesn't matter. Right. You know? And, right. um, and it's hard to discern what matters and what doesn't matter. In the sometimes. Moment. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's that taking that extra second, be like, well, this is really important to me. I'm trying to do this. How does this fit into, you know, any of that? And if it doesn't, you put it over here And then another really good thing that like, especially my mom tells me all the time, my mom and my dad, I think both have had falling outs with their close, close group of friends. You know, I, my dad tells me this story about how him and his friend Fred didn't talk for a year. And I remember growing up and hearing that story and then being like, how, how does that, how how do you even like remember someone after a year of not talking? Right. And sometimes it's like, no matter what happens, it's like you got to take some time off and you got to look at that relationship for everything it was and decide if it's something you want in your life or or you don't. And then you got to look at like if you keep being hurt by somebody the same way over and over again, is that worth your time? And there's right. all these little factors and everyone, no one has it figured out. Like mm-hmm. all of us are just trying to figure shit out. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. So um, that's another hard thing. Cause we're so filled with emotion 
that's a, a hard thing to take the extra second to be like this person who's like pissing me off or annoying me or whatever it may be is also just trying to like figure it out. Yeah. You know, and, and like, it really is just about like, dude, I I'm, I'm like 30, I'm 38. And I, I think about like when I get into an argument with Alana or something, like I'm barely starting to like really work on exercising that thought of, is this anger I'm feeling based on something someone else did or is it based on something I did? And when ang when you have anger based on something someone else did, it's usually more about how you're reacting to that thing and turning it into anger or turning it into whatever it is that you turn it into. And it's and it's really hard to like take something that makes you mad that a friend said and then instantly try to decipher how you want to react to that. And I think that as in my late 30s, I'm now barely figuring it out. And and Alana's really helped me a lot through it because she did a lot of like mind work and and personal work that like I am barely working on in my life too. And it's like and it's okay, like work on yourself when you can, when you need to, but it's so important because then you unlock things like being able to navigate conversations with your loved ones and making sure they don't go out of hand and become anger or resentment or emotional pain or emotional detrimental things for you. And just, it's so hard, but the second you start to like really work on it, you'll realize that your relationships with everybody get even fucking better. And just imagine Dude. that it's so good. Yeah. You give yourself a whole bag of bag of tools to like oh, yeah. deal with your shit, other people's shit. And this isn't going to be a super popular thing to say, but like where, and I definitely don't want to dwell on this. Bush did all. nine 11. <laughs> what? Bush did nine 11. <laughs> and that's really what I'm trying to say. But the country, like, especially politically, it's like people are so fucking divided to oh, the yeah. point where if somebody identifies as this, they're automatically this place in your life. You right. slot them into this place. Right. And like, if we're all going to be countrymen and people, you have to find it. You have to find the energy to be like, everyone's just trying to figure it out. Yes. On all sides of it. Yes. And there's no like above the social, ugh, ugh, I'm about to say social <laughs> construct and I hate it. Above the social construct of society and country and family. It's like we name ourselves Democrat, Republican. We're human beings on a globe trying to navigate our emotions in a sea of other people's emotions. And we're all a tray. And, the and, earth is the earth, and we're all a tray. Yeah. And if we're fighting horse. each other in the swamp, then we're all going to fucking drown. Yeah. So you decide how you want to be. And, and, and if anyone says a cover of Creed is better than the original, <laughs> it's over. I think, but it's important to note if one of those people says this cover of Creep is better than the original, after being really annoying for too long, <laughs> then it gets even worse. All right, let's do the ads. <laughs> Holy shit. What a great Good conversation. conversation. Oh, yeah, guys, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the ad portion of the show. Woo! 
I'm gonna slip on a hog. What's the eyes? What's happening with the eyes? <laughs> I don't see so good anymore. <laughs> Ever since slipping on a hog. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have the ads up. <laughs> gotta be careful. Steve brings up a good point. If you're in a farm or around a farm, gotta watch where you step. Might slip on a hog, causing injury to you and the hog, change your <laughs> life from here on out. Have you or a loved one ever slipped on a hog? We understand. <laughs> Wait, Mike, we might have to cut this part out. Let me pause it so it doesn't seem like we did. <laughs> Woo! We're back! And there wasn't an edit in the music in the show at all. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, you motherfucker! Guys! <laughs> shoot the sun! Guys, welcome to the ad portion of the show. Get on your horse and don't slip on a hog. And let's talk about stamps.com. Mm. I'll tell you, during these unprecedented times, there is nothing, and I tell you, nothing more convenient than the ability to ship, receive, send, print out, every, do, literally just do everything you can do at the post office in the comfort of your home. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking sending gifts, care packages, if you're a business, if you're, you know, whatever. It's just really important to be able to send stuff out and stamps.com super helps you with that. And you get discounts. On, on mailing stuff, which you never get at the post office. Um, so you can use your computer to simply print out U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or you drop it off. It's easy, guys. So easy. And with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Guys, stamps.com is a no-brainer. Saving you time and money, it's no wonder over 900,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with our promo code BANTER, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. It's so easy, guys. You just go to stamps.com. You click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. You type in banter. That's stamps.com, promo code banter. Hey, stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Never slip on a hog at a post never office ever again. <laughs> hey, guys, guess what? Crossrope is uh, a wonderful way to get a full body resistance training workout we're talking intense cardio for just 30 minutes with these patented cross rope weighted jump ropes they're fancy they're awesome william haynes my friend those of you who know who he is google him he's a good boy he took so much interest in uh cross rope 
that he forced me to buy him some. And I used our promo code, which I'll get to in a second, which saved me some money, which is really nice. And Will can't get enough of it. He loves it so much. And so do we. Mike, you use cross rope? Dude, not only does Will use cross rope, and he's very good at like, it, these things are just around. I already have these things. I'm not going to buy a machine, Mm-mm. whatever. These, mm. This is for people like that. My thing is like, I like to ride a bike for like an hour. And then sometimes I'll get bored with that and I'll switch it up. I'll do cross rope outside for five minutes and I'll feel the same way as riding the bike for like an hour. Dude, yeah. You know, so it really is a full body workout real fast. And especially, you know, we're all starting. To, you know, we're all kind of starting to order out more and and if you want less of that, cross rope's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect, you guys. Uh, there's a bunch of different packages to choose from. There's the get lean or get strong jump rope sets, depending on your goals, or you can get the best value for both and get the get fit bundle. And speaking of that, uh, you can jumpstart your 2021 fitness journey with Crossrope, which includes the free app and all those things. You, you can track all your stuff. Oh, and there's a 60 day risk free money back guarantee. So for a limited time, save $50 on Crossrope's most popular jump rope fitness bundle at crossrope.com slash banter. That's $50 off a get fit bundle at crossrope.com slash banter. Thank you so much, Crossrope. Get your workout on, folks. Ooh, 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 Crossrope, ooh. Crossrope, come here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Crossrope loves little kisses. Um, guys, guess what? Magic Spoon is... is <gasps> they're a, back. They're a wonderful, wonderful company. And they're back, baby. I'll Dude, tell you what. So honored to have, oh, cross, yeah. uh, to have Magic Spoon as a sponsor. They sent us a couple boxes of this stuff. And I'm telling you, we like to talk about a lot of nostalgic stuff on the show. Oh, yes. Me and Steve Bond. Can't help it. Movies. What? Can't help it. Can't help it. We bond over movies, TV, stuff from the 90s at all times. One of the things that I used to do in the 90s is eat a boatload, literal boatload of sugary cereals. And oh, obviously, yeah. as you grow up, you realize that you can't do that. Mm-mm. Body can't handle it. Body's going to react differently to mm-hmm. sugary, artificial, whatever weirdness. And we were mm-hmm. like, what if that taste of childhood, here it is in my hand, could somehow be sans all the stuff that makes it disgusting mm-hmm. and pro all the stuff that you need in did, the not morning only does to start it- your day? Not only did all that stuff make the cereals disgusting for your body and bad for you, it also was just like not good stuff to put. It's like processed fat science stuff, science sugar and science carbs and things. And, you know, we we don't want that, guys. And I'll tell you what we do want. We want zero sugar. 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving of magic spoon. And we're talking delicious, really good ingredients that make you that take you back to the nostalgic days of bad for you cereals with actually good for you cereals. And here's the thing. 
a lot of you have asked, and we've talked to our friends about this who are interested in Magic Spoon too. Can we build a, a like a like a package with like can we get a variety box? Because there's a lot of flavors from Magic Spoon. And and we were luck, lucky enough to try them all. They're all so good. But you know, you want to be able to pick your own. And guess what? There is now a variety box that you can order from Magic Spoon, your very own custom. You can choose from the best-selling cocoa. Mmm, I can taste it already. Fruity, frosted. My favorite. And Fruity's my favorite. Oh, Fruity's so good. And blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors, including peanut butter and cinnamon. I have not tried. I'm very excited about that. I had no idea there was new flavors. I know, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Guys, it tastes amazing. Honestly, it's kind of too good to be true. And it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, soy free low carb and gmo free even my nutrition conscious girlfriend loves it so much um so guys don't take our words for it and all the other people's words for it you can go to magicspoon.com slash banter to build your own custom variety box try it today and be sure to use our promo code banter at checkout to get free shipping and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. How about that? That's magicspoon.com slash banter. Use the offer code banter for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show. I love it. Thank you so much. I can't wait for the next box of that, if I'm being totally honest. Dude, same. I'm, I'm, I'm like waiting at the window looking for the UPS guy. All right, guys, last about it. but certainly not least, let's talk about Solo Stove. Solo Stove is a new sponsor on the show, and I'll tell you, I'm looking at the box right now, and I'm just, I cannot, I, I can't express how cool it is, and I took it, I, I dropped off a bunch of presents at my folks' place last week for Christmas, and, um, you know, very safely, I had my mask on, and I took, you know, they wiped everything down. We were very safe, okay? Don't, don't get, don't get on my case, guys! Steve's so upset. I, Steve, I dial brought, it back. I got it's wood, <laughs> and I got s'mores stuff, and I took the solo stove to my folks' place, and my dad's eyes lit up like a Christmas tree. Because my dad's the one that was, like, all about going camping, getting that fire started, freaking sitting around the fire having a good time as a family and though this solo stove totally brings those memories back and so my family is really excited about it and so you know we're gonna use it there because they've got a big backyard and um you know we live in an apartment unfortunately we can't utilize the the solo stove in our in our apartments but um but we know people we can we can share the experience of sitting around a beautiful bonfire with and there's no, there's like really low smoke. You're not going to smell like firewood or whatever. And um, there's a lifetime warranty on it as well. Lifetime. Yeah. So if anything happens to it, you just contact them and you get, you get it fixed or whatever. Dude, I love that both of our families are fully benefiting from solo oh, yeah. stove, <laughs> even though we haven't been able to use it yet. Right, right. There is, uh, so my mom got one having no idea, like I said last week, having no idea that it was a podcast sponsorship. And uh, they put it in the driveway and they were able to get together with a small group of our family outside and everyone's distance and safe and no one got sick or anything. And it was just a nice thing that like, sometimes you just need an excuse to bring everybody together at a distance safely. And that was able to, 
to do that. So I'm very grateful that my family got to have that experience. Dude, and there's nothing better than warming up around a fire when it's chilly times, when there's winter months, getting you all chilled up. You just sit around with your friends or loved ones or, you know, you just sit with your with your own thoughts and just watch the mesmerizing flames come out of this beautifully designed steel, stainless steel thing. And, and actually, there's not only those uh, portable fire pits, there's also like... Um, camp stoves and and other backyard bonfire type products and stuff. Um, they're so easy to light. Your fire's blazing in minutes with just a few bits of starter. You can take your solo stove on the road with you or set it up on your rooftop or backyard. And they're so confident in their products, which look great and I love them. They give you a lifetime warranty for every purchase. Listen, no one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo stove just took away any reason not to. And now That's clever. That's a clever tagline. It's a great tagline. And now you can get $10 off when you use the promo code banter at checkout. You just go to solostove.com and remember, you get $10 off when you use the promo code banter. Check it out. It's a great gift for dads or anybody that likes to go out camping and or likes to, you know, do some backyard barbecue type stuff. It's just it's a great gift. Check it out. And I guarantee you'll be interested once you check it out. You know, at least. Thank you, Solo Stove. so much less work than doing an actual bonfire. Oh, yeah. Right. You don't have to worry about the squirting in the things and then and stoking and poking things. Digging with a hole. No, no, no. You, you don't worry about digging holes with Solo Stove. You got All right. Are we done with the ads? We're done with the ads. Dude, can I talk to you about something I've wanted to talk to you about for a couple days now? Please, yeah. Our friend Nick Hamilton heard something in the group chat about a very, I, I feel like there's been a lot of variations on M&Ms recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this recent or am I out of the loop? Well, let me see. You keep talking about it and I'll look. So uh, a couple months ago, my friend Heather was like, dude, these brownie M&Ms are where it's at. And I said, what? You, you put brownies in M&M's? That's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Almost reminded me of that, like, little Debbie, whatever. Remember that, like, um, individually packaged brownie with all, like, the candies on it? Yeah, I yeah. Was like, oh, that's you're having that? What a fun thing that you made for yourself. She's like, no, there are M&M's, as we know them, with mm-hmm. brownie in them instead of, like, chocolate or peanut butter or peanuts and I was like, what? And I tried yeah. those and they're amazing. And then Nick came in hot again because he likes coming in hot. He comes in hot. To the group chat the other day with you got these sugar cookie M&Ms. So now they're stuffing other desserts <laughs> inside <laughs> M&Ms. So I wanted to know two things. Okay. One, if you were familiar with this new wave of new M&Ms that are coming out. Okay. And if you had your druthers. <laughs> what special Eminem flavor do you wish was in the world that is not? So first of all, it looks like the the sugar cookie M and M's are new. Okay. So they they are new for the holidays. They're brand new, and that's exciting. I didn't know about them, and I and I don't. I'm not much of a like a sweetie a sweets kind of guy. So, like, I don't go to, like, when I go shopping, I don't make sure to go to, like, the candy aisle to, like, see what's going on. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have nor I wouldn't have known about these had it not been for our friend Heather mentioning the brownie ones, and our friend Nicholas telling us about the sugar cookie ones. But I guess there's been I mean we know about this has been we know that there's peanut M and M's we know that there's regular M and M's we know that there's peanut butter peanut butter M and M's and plain and plain so it's like. But yeah, they're getting in it. So someone was telling us that it was like because Oreos getting into all the weird flavors that Eminem's starting to jump in on it now. And dude, yeah. I actually have a list of all of the Eminem's flavors that exist. Uh-huh. Which is pretty interesting. But I'm curious about the sugar cookie ones. But I got to say, dude, the brownie ones. They weren't like the best to me. OK, because it's like, how do you. Like, the best part about a brownie is the soft, kind of gooey, chocolatey, like, like kind of bread, cakey, kind of, like, yum. And it's like, how do you fit that into a tiny M&M, you know? And so I felt like, <laughs> yeah, you just cram it in to that, that uh, fucking shell. But it's like, um, you know, when I had them, it was just like, well, I guess if I squint my eyes and think really hard, I've got brownie in there. But it just tasted like chocolatey M&Ms to me. And I, I didn't really get the brownie yeah. taste in there. So I'm kind of I'm kind of like standoffish about the sugar cookie ones because it's like, what the fuck? Are, it's going to be the same shit. They're just going to try smash sugar cookies into a tiny M&M shell. And I just don't know yeah. if that's going to work out. And Nicholas did say that he's like, it's, it's got like a white chocolate kind of vibe to it. And if you don't like uh-huh. white chocolate, you might not like it. And so it's like, okay, so is it just white chocolate M&M's? Is that what we're dealing with here? Because if that's yeah. what we're dealing with, I'm into that. Some kind of a crunch. Yeah. I, I'm not a big white chocolate person, but I could see how somebody would like that just as much as, you know, other people like peanut M&M's or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, is um, it's like with M&M's, it's like if oreos are fun to add like weird flavors because there's enough of a flavor in one oreo to mix in all sorts of things like banana or vanilla or whatever yeah with m and by nature it's a sandwich by nature it's a sandwich you know m&ms are like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah it's an a, oreo a chemical makeup of an oreo is a sandwich yeah oreo so you can do is a, a dessert you can sandwich stuff a pickle in there <laughs> Yeah. Mustard. <laughs> yeah, you could just like anything you'd put on a Ritz cracker, you could do with an Oreo, essentially. It's so versatile. But with M&Ms, yeah. it's like I think they're they're just too small. Even the big peanut peanut ones are like too small for some kind of significant fun flavor or change. So here's what I here's my dream kind of M&M. I want M&Ms big. And it's like, what's that? How big are we talking? I'm talking like a big fucking M&M. <laughs> like, like, a, like a Burger King Whopper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want an M&M as big as a Whopper. And I want <laughs> the inside to be like a hundred grand. Like, or whatever that candy bar is that has like the pretzels and the caramel. And, and that's what I want, baby. I want a big... Yeah. That way you could get all the flavors in there. And I guess... If I'm not being a glutton, you could do one that's like double the size of a peanut M&M and put them sure. in like a, a container or something and call them M&M's yeah. big or something. And those would be cool with like weird flavors or something. Yeah. Or keeping with the sandwich 
uh, theme, I would Whoa. like a foot long Subway sandwich Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> And I want that on, on uh, Italian herbs and cheese. Oh, no. We've got Dude, an Italian I... herbs and cheese cookie. <laughs> Oreo you cookie. You want soup with that or you oh, want chips? Or, like, they still oh, sell God. all the other stuff in the store. Yeah. Dude, what if they did... What if they did a big M&M that was like a peanut butter and jelly bar, like Dorito sandwich? You know, like Doritos. when you would put, well, you know, when you would put like, I, I can't remember if we talked about this, but you know, how you would put, you would like, when you were a kid, you'd get like a bag of barbecue chips or a bag of Doritos and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So we would open it up and put the chips inside and then like crush it. And then we'd have like crunchy, crunchy, chippy, savory peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So what if you had like that, a big M&M like that? I would do, I do turkey sandwiches like that. Whoa. But peanut butter and jelly, it's weird. And chips, it's weird. It's too much. It it's is weird. like a little kid combination. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. And with all these new combinations, it's like there's two types of companies. There seems like, there seems like, and I got good examples for both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It seems like there's companies that make new flavors based on what people have been asking them for for years. Yeah. Based yeah. on like years of research, like um, me and Brett were talking about how we love the burnt cheeses. It's because like you would just happen upon a burnt cheese in the bottom of the thing. It's like finding an onion ring in your fries. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so now they have boxes of burnt cheeses, which I will always pick over regular cheeses because I think they're beautiful. And that's something that comes from years of experience. Yeah. Not unlike all the friendship horseshit we were talking about <laughs> at the top of the show. One more time from the harmony. <laughs> And then there are companies that seemingly just pull this new shit out of like lemon Oreos. No one was asking Chicken for Parmesan that. Chicken Parmesan Oreos, dude. Who's that for? No one's asking for that. No one wants veal cutlet on their Oreos. And you just keep putting this shit out. No, but I'll tell you what. If Oreo wanted, I mean, I think this is how they're doing it. But if they wanted to do like monthly, like, you know how lays potato chips does like the fan created flavors if yeah. oreo did that and it was like weird shit like casey masterpiece oreos or something <laughs> like i'd be into that like if they went way beyond i want to try them i mean i wouldn't want them really i would just want to try them you want to have like one at least yeah but you have to buy 75 i know that's, that's the thing the problem they should do it like those. Remember those jelly beans that like each like some of them could be real gross and some of them could be real good. They should just do that. They should make yeah. like an Oreo game where like you push the top and then the Oreo rolls out <laughs> of the bottom. Yeah. And then you're like, what? you get? what'd you get? Oh, this one's barf. <laughs> barf Oreos. <laughs> barf. barf flavor. Like the cookie's the same, but there's barf in the middle. Yeah, there's just. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. Dude, I was looking at the the um M&M the list of M&Ms and two yes. of them two of them really stood out for me. Actually, three. One of them is wild cherry M&Ms. I think I'm out, but I do appreciate how adventurous it is. I think I'm out too. I don't like fake cherry flavoring. Neither do I, but I do, you know, this is divisive. There's a lot of people on uh, that, that either love it or hate it. But you know, those little like cordial cherries 
that are like wrapped in chocolate and there's like a cherry inside and yeah. there's like juice uh-huh. around it. I like those. So if it tasted like that, I'd be into that. I think it probably does if I was to guess. Okay, what do you think about this one? Mexican jalapeno peanut M&Ms. Again, dude, there's this thing about salty and spicy and sweet that I would absolutely try. It just seems like something that would give you bad diarrhea <laughs> sooner than it wouldn't. Yeah. Like if you need diarrhea for some reason and you can't get like gonorrhea or it's not available to you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Ask you your doctor. <laughs> what do you would you do that? I mean, I it's so funny how like nobody thinks about like the companies that make these, I doubt they're thinking about how like do you think that there's like a a division at M&M's, the Mars Corporation or whatever the fuck you want to call the guys that own M&M's? Do you think there's like like at least one part of the company where there's like three or four employees that are like that were hired to make sure that these won't give people diarrhea. <laughs> yes. Or or that there's a consumable amount. There's like a threshold. Right. Like you go above six. Right. Then you know you got sloppy drops. Like they're in a, they're in a board meeting and this guy's like, all right, diarrhea is down 10% this year. Yeah. So dude, <laughs> I'll take it one step further. And I'm going to say there's absolutely those there's three people because they have to have like a committee where you could vote, you know, <laughs> there's three people and their nickname within the corporate structure is the toilet. <laughs> So like, all right, we got jalapeno hot sauce M&Ms. Let's run it by the toilet and get this. Or like the bowl. Let's see what the bowl thinks about it. Oh shit, we're getting a call from the toilet. Let's get the toilet in here. We got to recall these racquetball M&Ms. They're not going to work. And and I guess you would do like, like, um, like human trials, right? Like you would do testing with people. And then like the next day you'd be like, somebody in a room like. It's just like, chicken <laughs> there's just like a checklist that's like did you enjoy this flavor yes or no yes i think it was fine did you get diarrhea from this flavor oh yeah yes i did <laughs> can i write in the worst i've ever had um, i'm gonna need a couple more pages it's just so funny how it's like we're just gonna throw these ridiculous fucking flavors at you without knowing if it's just like the perfect recipe for diarrhea. Like, remember when it was like, like in the nineties, like potato chips got that, like, Oh, Olean or something or Olestra yes. or whatever. And it just like, it was just diarrhea juice, essentially. Grease poops. <laughs> yeah. Dirty grease poops. It just, it was like, Seething. Ooh, this is better than salt and, and it has less cholesterol or whatever. Yeah. And it was just Anal like seepage was the warning <laughs> that they would give you. Um, all right, one more thing, and then we can say, I guess we could, do you want to do some history roads, or should we just, it's fucking New Year's. I would love to do okay. at least one. All right, we'll do one, but I just wanted to say one more M&M here, yeah. which really I caught. got a hypothetical one that I want to see if you're interested in, too. Okay. It's the Mint Crisp M&M's Adventures of Indiana Jones. <laughs> I mean, too long of a, what is it, a fucking Panic at the Disco song? <laughs> is that the sixth track on a Panic at the Disco I just don't understand album? the Indiana Jones part. Does it taste like leather or something? <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, is that a crystal? It's encased in crystal? 
It says um, here that I they love, they consisted of an airy. And, what do you like, my friend? You like chocolate? I was just gonna say I love chocolate and mint. Yeah, yeah. I, I as long as the mint's not overpowering, I guess. Yeah. People are very. That's a unnecessarily divisive conversation. It is. People who hate the <laughs> fuck out of like mint chocolate chip ice cream. I don't know anybody that I don't hates get it. The, Do people hate it? I know people who fucking really hate it. Hate it? Yes. Hate it. Like, like hmm. hate it and think you're trash if you like it. Oh, shit. Oh, like the like pineapple on pizza. That's very a device. Yes. It's the, it, yeah. 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 It's the pineapple on Dude, pizza of my, the ice cream world. <laughs> pizza M&M's. Those are combos, kind of. Pepperoni pizza M&M's. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Here's my hypothetical one that I want to see. Close your eyes. Okay. M&M's with a little starburst in them. Whoa. Hmm. So would would it be the like... Before we answer. Okay. Before we answer. Eminence. We know them. We love them. Chocolate. There's usually an interior. There's an exterior. Candy exterior. Fighting through that outer core. It's a little tough. You've built up the outer core years and years. Your experiences. All your likes and dislikes, they form around you in a candy coating that is tough to break through, but you got something in the middle. You got something to show the world. You got something to offer. You say, I'm bursting with flavor on the inside. Whether that flavor be lemon or strawberry or orange. That's all the starburst I can think of. And then you bite into that, Steve. What do you, what do you think, think about that? that? I mean, if... <laughs> 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 the inspirational speech at the end. Everybody loved it. <laughs> I mean, if it was like... If it was straight up the Starburst... Like, if it was just Starburst inside of the M&M shell... <laughs> then isn't that just Skittles? not quite sure about what they just heard all right tony dans not tony danza just tony dans and it's a looks like a girl to me in the picture here tony danza is it t-o-n-i t-o-n-i yeah 
New sound for history road. New sound history road. What does that mean? Hi. Hey, five horn honk boys. Where's my horns? My name is Tony, longtime listener, first time history roader. Welcome to the show. Every time I hear Come As You Are by Nirvana, I can't help but think it should be a new come button for Steve. Yeah. <laughs> a come button. Do you have, how many of those do you have? There's, I mean, I don't have very I don't have very many. I've got the one in my body and then I got this one. <laughs> come button. How many times do you have to press it to work? <laughs> <laughs> for to work? Come button is also my favorite type of Viagra, they, Tony says. <laughs> That's a two-horn honk. Um, anyways, happy New Year's to you boys. Thank you for making me laugh every week. And a special thanks to Mike for responding to my Instagram DMs and tweets. Steve, gotta pick up your game. Kidding. Love you. Both to bits. <laughs> Tony. Mean it. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have said it if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Could have left this part out. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more here. Thank you, Tony. Welcome to the show. I hope you send some more Thank history you, roads. Um, Oziel Mota sends one. I think I had one of those phones when I was in high school. It's a flip phone. Yeah, um, it has snake on it. Medium-sized history road for after the new year or whenever. Okay. Hola, Esteban y Miguel, my two closed eye, open eyes, horn honking, born boys. My name's Ozzy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, whatever amount of horn honks you seem fit, no gender sack of meat raised in Houston, Texas. Oh. It's my first time emailing you pieces of shit. Read as my favorite podcasters in the world. Oh, that's really sweet. I recently went Maybe back. Maybe just say that next time. <laughs> Wouldn't say it if you didn't mean it. I recently got went back button. and re-listened to the episodes from the beginning because I've got nothing better to do. And y'all have always kept me in high spirits as I do meaningless tasks at work. It's great listening to how well you two get along and build off of each other. Y'all's chemistry is unmatched. And I wanted to let you guys know I'm thankful for the podcast existing as it has helped me through some tough times in my life and kept me going with how hard I laugh at things that make my ears bleed. I have always had so much respect for comedy as people like you two help brighten up the world by making folks laugh and forget about their worries for at least an hour out of their day. Never have been able to catch you two when you've been near or in Texas, but hopefully when this pandemic is over, I can finally fangirl at Mike's show or catch Steve at the next Fantastic Fest as I've always wanted to go. I hope they keep happening. Anyway, to finish it off, fuck you guys and stay sexy. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? P.S. If y'all happen to read this in the New Year episode, my birthday is on the 15th of January. So if y'all give me a shout out, I'll appreciate it and love you for it. If you're reading this Happy after birthday. January, then maybe in 2022 when I turn 26. Well, happy birthday to you. Let's all sing the happy birthday song. It's me. Can I? I got something to say. Sure. I want to say 
th this is a that history road was a perfect transition to you know it's the end of the year and we've been doing this for several years but it's nice to close chapters every now and again mm -hmm. and the 2020 chapter is coming to a close mm -hmm. and i don't i've always felt this and i think that we we both have always felt this but there's never been a year where i felt like being there on friday for however big or small the group of people is to be something to um like a guaranteed smile for people to depend on through a tough time it's you know it's so much of an it's an honor it's like a real life it's like being knighted it's a real true life honor to be something that people look forward to every week no matter what's going on in their life to you know lift them up or make them smile or just have something to listen to in the background mm -hmm. and it's you know it's it I, I i don't even have any better words for it it's it's a true true honor and it's something that you know i know we look forward to talking to each other every week but we could talk to each other whenever there's mm -hmm. something about the two of us talking that people look forward to very much and it's just I want to say thank you to everyone who's made us a part of their week for the past year and all the years before that, because it really is truly, um, you know, you could have any job, you could work at the post office and hope one day to become a postmaster general, or you could become, you know, a stand up and hope that you have a late night set one day or any mm -hmm. kind of goal that's at the pinnacle of whatever career choice you have, but to truly without a monetary value on it, to just be the thing that people look forward to on a Friday to make them feel better is, it's an honor and it's the best promotion I've ever gotten in any job that I've ever had in my entire life. And I, you know, it, it's truly, we don't take it lightly, regardless of how stupid our show is sometimes or loud or dumb. It's we, we will never take that part of it lightly. And I just, you know, we thank you guys very, very much. That's very well said, Mike. What a what a great way to close out the final dynamic banter of 2020. And what would a, a I think the perfect show ending gives somebody to, something to look forward to in the future. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to say that at the very beginning of me and Steve's friendship, we basically bonded over three things where we would be like oh, we're going to be friends for a long time just based on us liking these same three things. And it was The State on MTV, it was Cloverfield, and it was The Beatles. And I need you to know that I've been working tirelessly for five days on several pages of extensive notes that coming next week, me and Steve are going to do a deep dive into one of our favorite bands of all time, something that has bonded us together as friends. And it's going to be part one of maybe a several part deep dive into uh, the Beatles. So if you mm -hmm. like the Beatles, if you like us, if you like us hear hearing us talk about the Beatles, this is where every Beatles song from Hard Day's Night to simply having a lot of <laughs> But it's I a truly, truly can't wait, dude. Uh, 
I can't wait to talk about the Beatles with you next week. Dude, same. I, I think it's a subject we have talked about a lot, but it we've never done a focused kind of chat about it. And there's so much to talk about. There's like endless Beatles shit. Like until I don't think people will ever stop talking about the Beatles, which is a beautiful thing. So I'm very no. excited about that. We we've been planning Especially it for a little bit. Especially now that they're Yeah. Oh, and that especially, especially now that that new documentary is coming out. Is that what you're talking about? I was going to say, especially now that they've been CGI'd into the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you know that the Beatles wanted were going to do a Lord of the Rings movie? <laughs> like for real, they were like that's no joke kind of what help was. I guess that's good. <laughs> was that the one with the diamond where they're looking for the diamond or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I will. Yeah. That'll be one of my topics will be the lord of the ring the beatles lord of the rings project i'll dig up everything i can about it um all right well dude thank you mike for being such wonderful lad and i'm glad you and nick cleared up your your uh <laughs> your thing Our rap beef. yeah hopefully it's over and we could get on to killing people killing children on the internet um <laughs> but uh yeah man happy happy new year's to you um Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. New Year's to to you. I hope 2021 is better. And I, I echo everything Mike said. I don't want to get too too long-winded on it, but um, I, I absolutely mirror what Mike said, and I very much appreciate you all. And, man, let's hope this podcast keeps on trucking, man, because it's a good time, and you guys really make it a special thing, and um, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. So... Um, happy new year to y'all 2020 sucked ass for a lot of reasons, but let's not focus on those things. Let's try to focus on all the good things. And then, you know, maybe ways that we can improve ourselves in 2021. Huh? How about that? It's time for us to suck the new year's ass. That's right. Let's line up. Yeah. Fuck you. You ass. (laughs) You fucking big ass. All right. (laughs) Happy new year, everybody. Bye bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.